ear and welcome to another installment of Beige Journalism. Welcome to episode four, Beige Journalism, where we bring common sense to current events. It's your boy Rel, aka the Black Ted Koppel, and I'm here to um, give you a little update on uh, what's going on in the world. Um, so let's get right into it today. Um, I'm recording on June 19th, 2019, and um, June 19th is Juneteenth. Shout out to all my fellow blacks holding up the black fist, the black fist right now. Got the glove on it. So shout out to my fellow black people. Um, so the first topic that we're going to get into feels about right since we're talking about um, Juneteenth. And um, we'll talk about um, Senator Mitch McConnell. So he's been in the news lately pretty much for uh, his comments that he made um, when he was asked about uh, reparations. So uh, this is pretty much what he said. Yeah, I, I don't think reparations for something that happened 150 years ago for whom none of us currently living are responsible is a good idea. Uh, we've, you know, tried to deal with our original sin of slavery by fighting a civil war, by passing uh, landmark civil rights legislation. Uh, we've elected an African-American president. I, I think we're always a work in progress in this country, uh, but no one currently alive was responsible for that. And I don't think we should be uh, trying to figure out uh, how to compensate for it. First of all, it'd be pretty hard to figure out who to compensate. We've had waves of immigrants as well who've come to the country and experienced dramatic uh, uh, discrimination of one kind or another. So, no, I don't think reparations are a good idea. <laughs> okay. Um... Well, first he starts it off, you know, like he says, you know, we fought the Civil War. Like, we, we went to war against against slavery. So that was the initial reason of why we shouldn't have reparations. You know, we, we stopped it, went to war. And then he throws in, and we also had an African-American president. <laughs> so it's like, you know, not only do we just stop slavery, we also gave y'all Barack, you know what I'm saying? Like, like it's trading cards and shit. Like, you know, I gave you a Barack. I stopped slavery and I gave you a Barack. Like this fucking NBA trading deadline and shit. Like that, and then, and then the probably the best part about it is, well, not the best part. The, the next, the next part is, uh, he says, oh, um, he doesn't know who to give the money to. Like, you know, like. Who would we even give the money to if we did give reparations for slavery? Which makes no sense because you already acknowledged that African Americans are the ones that got fucked over in slavery when you said that you gave us Barack. So how you how do you not all of a sudden know who, who to give the money to, you know? But but the reasoning of it is, is actually the most genius because he says there's other races, there's other people, there's immigrants that have come to this country or in this country that have been segregated or mistreated and all that, which is 100% true, which means if they started giving money to African Americans for, for, uh, rep uh, for slavery, then that means that they would have to give money to the Native Americans and everyone else that they've pretty much fucked over, and they know that. <laughs> Like, that would just open up the floodgates. So it's like, they don't want to owe everyone. You know what I'm saying? Like So they're like, you know what? We, we give y'all something, then we got to give everybody something because we fucked over everyone in this fucking country. 
that that's probably the best part that he at least acknowledged that that America's fucked over a lot of different people. You know what I'm saying? That that that's the gold of of this whole shit. In all honesty, I honestly don't think um black people are are that hard pressed. I mean, not a lot of people that I that I know um that are that hard pressed for for reparations. I mean. If they were giving out reparations, I mean, I obviously would be online because I know for a fact that I have ancestors that were slaves. But um, to be honest, in two, we're in June 2019. This is the first time I even thought of reparations in, of this year. <laughs> it's not something that's um that's on my list. I mean, as far as like for for most black people, the 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 problems or the worries, the list of worries that they have that they wake up to every day, I think reparations is pretty low on that one. It's definitely not in my top ten. I know that. I know that for a fact. It's definitely not in my top ten. I mean, for me, I'm just trying to, like, live every day without getting my ass beat from cops. (laughs) That's, like, like my top one, top one or two worries of the day. Like, yo, just just don't get your ass beat by a cop. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want to be on a T-shirt for a cop beating and shit. Niggas gotta do a riot and they gotta riot for me and shit. I don't, I'm not trying to do that. That's that's my biggest problem. I mean, for for me, it's like nothing against cops for the most part, but it's like that's the only profession where me as a black man, I walk by them doing their job and I get worried. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like that's the only profession. Like I've never walked by a a, a group of. Uh, a group of fucking construction workers and feared for my life and shit. <laughs> I've never been harassed by by fucking the fire department. Never walked by past the fire department and got harassed. <laughs> I mean that that's my thing. That's my thing. Like, bro, like that's what we that's what we're worried. You know what I'm saying? Like we we watch the news. We see what's going on. Like every time I walk by a cop, I, I get a little like uh, a little side eye and shit. Like, come on, it shouldn't be like that. But since we are on the subject of slavery, uh, let's continue to the next topic, which is uh, modern-day slavery, uh, the jail systems in America. Uh, so New York State uh, became the first state to be completely done with, with private prisons. So pretty much over the course of time in America, um, prison went from just a place where you put people that did bad shit, you know, in your local town, you had like a little sheriff and shit, uh, maybe your state, you know, the government, feds, you know, put you in prison if you did some really, really bad shit. Somehow it went from that to an actual business, like where people that have money are just opening a fucking uh, prison just like it's a Jimmy Jazz or a fucking Target or some shit. (laughs) Uh, let's just open up a, a fucking prison and they're making money off of the people that they are putting in there, which are prisoners. So they're essentially just making money off of mostly black and Latino uh, people that they are imprisoning. And obviously, since it is a business, you want to make as much money as possible, which means that you're going to put more people in prison so you can make more money. So now it went from just a place where you just put people that do bad shit to a place where it's like, all right, I'm trying to get rich off this shit or make more money off this shit. So I'm trying to find ways to get more people in here. 
as prisoners so I can make more money. And that's the type of thing that leads to uh, stuff like corruption. I mean, um, the government or us taxpayers, we spend uh, $80 billion a year on correctional facilities in the United States. And about nine, 8.59% of that uh, goes to like the private prisons. And like private prisons uh, being a lucrative business is a fairly new thing. Uh, from the year 2000 to 2016, the number of people that were in private prisons increased five times faster than the total amount of people in prison. Uh, and um, there's companies out here that are, are, are making billions off of pretty much the government giving them money for having these, uh, these prisoners. I mean, there's a company, the leading company, um, that has the largest operating of, of private prisons, uh, CoreCivic. They went from two, making $280 million in the year 2000 to $1.77 billion. That's a billion in 2017. Now, that's a huge increase. I mean, um, more than 500%. And it's like, obviously, there's other, other people seeing this, and it's becoming a, a thing now. I mean, people, <laughs> like you have a McDonald's and you franchise that, people are trying to get prisons. And the only way to, to make money in these prisons are to, to get people in there. I mean, um, the company uh, CoreCivic, they were making about $23,000 per year per inmate, which is a lot more than the minimum wage, which is only like 15000 in America at this point per year, which is absolutely atrocious. But that's for another day of time. I mean, it's it's a very lucrative business, twenty three thousand per inmate. So when you see that, you just want to get more and more people, obviously, and all this money is being paid by us, the taxpayers. In America, I mean, we have the largest uh, private prison population in the world. We also have the highest incarceration rate in the world too. Um, Seventy three percent of all the immigrants that are detained are in private prisons. And coincidentally, we've been going extremely hard on uh, fighting immigration. Um, ICE and all the other uh, bullshit agencies or whatever the fuck. So uh, I feel like there's definitely a correlation between most of the immigrants going to these private prisons that are making billions of dollars and us trying to crack down and putting a lot of immigrants in jail. Hmm. But let's get on to our next topic. Um, this one's going to be a little more international. It's about uh, China and Hong Kong. Um, so a couple of days ago, I came across like article um, video actually in a video too as well of like huge protests. So like Hong Kong had one like the biggest protests ever. Hundreds of thousands of people are protesting. So I kind of like looked into it and see um, what the fuck everybody was just so upset about. And um, I didn't even know that uh, Hong Kong and China aren't really together. Like, they're separate from each other. Um, Hong Kong is a special administrative region of China, so they have, like, certain political and economic freedoms that other parts of China don't have. For the most part, they're able to, like, set their own laws and everything politically and economically um, are separate from, from China, uh, I guess, it's because in Britain, Britain took over 
uh, Hong Kong in 1842, because you know Britain loves to take over shit. Um, that's what they do best. And um, they returned Hong Kong back in 1997. So Hong Kong, ever since then, have has been on their own. And um, Hong Kong's been thriving. They're like the second um, in the world in trade, um, which is most of their like their economy. Um, they have low taxes and highly developed financial systems. So like a lot of people obviously love to do trading with them and. And I guess China seen that, like, oh, yeah, y'all out here making your money, <laughs> and they try to get in on that, and it's they've been slowly doing it, obviously, for for years. But this is this time they they actually try to pass laws to to really step in and and take over uh, Hong Kong. The people of Hong Kong, um, they try to have a, a full fledged democracy with with free and fair elections, and of course China is like, nah, buddy, we don't want any parts of that. So they pretty much try to uh, pass a bill to uh, to take over Hong Kong and be able to control like their political um, system and laws, things like that. And the people of Hong Kong, especially the young generation, want no parts of that, which has led to the the protests of hundreds of thousands of of people in Hong Kong. Um, it's a pretty dope uh, story. That's pretty much what got me into it. Just seeing the mass amount of people that that were out there protesting. It's like some real shit. I mean, the power of the people is uh, pretty strong. And to, to be able to see all those people um, hundreds of thousands of miles away got my attention. So I'm pretty sure it's, it's got a lot of other people's attention too as well. And um, I always see people criticize like uh, protests, do they work, whatever. But when you see mass groups of people come together over an issue, you know it's something serious. So shout out to everybody in Hong Kong that's out there uh, protesting for what they think is right. Um, I'm always a big supporter of that. And um, always supportive of anybody that's trying to stick it to the man. <laughs> but uh, next, let's get to our last subject. Something a little bit lighter. So I came across this um, this article about, um, I guess, Washington, D.C. They try to become um, the next city that allows residents to give each other parking tickets. I guess uh, Seattle is already doing it, um, but uh, DC tried to be like the next the next city to do this. I guess it's trying to be a trend or something, or other cities are trying to get involved with this to to have more eyes out there and pretty much give people more tickets, which means uh, the government gets more money. But um. The plan is to have uh, 80 residents, it's the start of it, is to have 80 residents um, teach them how to, what to look for and how to give tickets. Uh, pretty much they just turn into teach them how to be traffic cops, I'm guessing. And um, they just, they're supposed to use their smartphones to go around and take pictures um, of people, I guess, parking illegally. So like crosswalks, bicycle lanes, in front of hydrants, all, all that type of shit. So pretty much just be like the eyes for so they don't have to pay the, the traffic cops as much. <laughs> pretty much you're just taking the, tra the traffic cops job, and um, which means that they're probably going to be done pretty soon too as well, which is sad. But <laughs> I feel like all this is just going to cause too much problems. Like, what is this, like citizens arrest type shit? Like, a resident shouldn't be able to give tickets to anyone. That's it gets too it gets too personal at that point. Cause like, what if someone takes your spot or something? You like, you know, I'm gonna get them back. I'm gonna try to get this ticket. You try to frame them or some shit. Or it's like, what if somebody you don't like? Then you're gonna be every time you see them do something wrong, you're just gonna be after them. 
And then as a as a person that does like park in front of hydrant or whatever, now you don't know who to look out for. Usually you're looking out for the meter maid. You know exactly what they look for. You got the little ass car and all that. And now you don't even know. It could just be a regular Joe Schmo walking by, snap it, take a little quick picture. Next thing you know, you got a ticket. It's crazy. And I guess it's like it'll be an app for it or whatever. Um Say they're gonna start with eighty, so I'm guessing they're like doing like official like training on what to look for and all that. It's not just like anyone could just apply for it and just be able to do uh, be a a traffic cop or whatever the fuck. But um, even still, it just gets too personal. Cause I know if I if I did have a car and I and I see uh, my neighbor Joe out there giving me a ticket. I know we, we, we got to fight during the next block party. That's the only thing you got. It's going to be fights. Because people who want to fight fucking uh, meter maids all the time. So it's like, imagine just a regular person trying to give you a ticket. Nah, it's going to be nothing but fights. It's, not, it's no good coming out of that at all. And it's like, w- w- what comes after that? Like, after you start having uh, meter maids, like the Uber of, of meter maids and shit, like, are we going to start doing citizen's arrests? Uh, are, are they going to start training civilians just to start arresting people? Like, is that is that the next move? <laughs> that that has to be the next move. It's like, they, if, y- if y'all want to give tickets that bad and arrest people so much, that has to be the next move. And then once we start doing citizen's arrests, then that's when it's going to start getting ugly because that's when it really is going to become fights everywhere. Can't have everybody out here with with so much power. I mean, that that would be the problem here. If they did do like citizens arrest and shit, I mean, as critical as I am of cops, like I understand that being a cop is an extremely difficult job, and I know a person like myself could never be a cop because one, I'll probably be probably would shoot somebody the first day, like especially how how crazy people are in New York, like you, you don't know, so you might just have to shoot somebody, and. I'll just be too lazy to be running people down and all that. I'm shooting somebody in the legs. I'm not gonna kill them. I'm just gonna shoot them in the legs, and then and then figure it out later. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and and that's why I feel like other people that become cops, they know that they're not supposed to be cops. You know what I'm saying? Like it takes a certain type of person to be a cop. It takes a certain type of person to be a teacher. I can never be a teacher. You know, like I've 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 been around schools and and these kids are fucking bad and I, I can never do that. I can never be a firefighter. You know what I'm saying? Like there's certain things that I know I wouldn't be able to do, and I know that these people know that they're not supposed to be doing it either. It's like that's why they, as far as cops go, they have to do find a way of, of finding out who is not supposed to be a cop. Because a lot of these people that's out here fucking up uh these unarmed people and all these people, they shouldn't have been cops. There should be like particular psych tests, or personality tests, or something before you're able to become a cop. Just just so people can understand what type of person you are, because only certain type of people should should be cops. Like, should be a test. You know, your sergeant should get the test. You know, go through the results just like any other job. You know, like okay, Officer Johnson, um, test results are in, and it looks like um you're very temperamental and you are a racist. And those type of people should not be cops. <laughs> that that has to be the only answer. I feel like that's the only answer of, of making this shit a little more equal. Like, there has to be some kind of personality test. And that's just not only for cops. I mean, that's for every job. I mean, for you to have a particular job, especially one where you're catering to other people, you have to have a certain type of personality. I mean, I'm in, like, the fitness industry, so 
obviously we have to be outgoing. We have to be able to talk to people. We have to be able to talk to any type of person, you know, like my personality or that the job that I do. I have people that that are teachers. They wouldn't be able to do the same job that I would, but I wouldn't be able to do the job that they do. You know, like I've been around like schools and I've tried to do like the teaching and all that and it's fucking tough. I, I, I don't have the personality to do that and I know that. And there's teachers that don't have the personality or the uh, type of style to, to be able to do what I do. I mean, and that's just on a minor scale. But as far as, like, fucking fire department and not everything else, you have to have a certain mindset. You have to be a certain type of person to, to be good at this job and not be crooked, you know? And that's just for anything, fucking even janitors, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> it just anyone can't be a jan- a good janitor, you know what I'm saying? So it's like... It's it's not just one particular uh, occupation, but for cops, because they're the main ones out here really killing people, that's the main one where you really should be uh, tested. And shout out to all the cops that's out here doing the right thing. I mean, obviously there, there are cops that are in it for the right reasons and are real heroes and doing the best they actually can. Also, shout out to everyone else that's doing the best that they can, you know, no matter what you are doing, fucking, if you are a janitor or whatever, just be the best at it. Shout out to you. And shout out to everybody that's listening to another installment of Beige Journalism. It's your boy, Rel. Follow me on Instagram at Beige Journalism. Uh, hit me up for any topics or anything. Shout out to Brooklyn. And like that, we out of here. They trying to tell uh, our Mexican brothers and sisters that they need to stay away from the border. <laughs> I don't understand that when California is Mexico. Listen to the name of it, California. San Diego, San Francisco, San Jose, if it starts with San, it's Mexican. Always talking about my country. White people, this ain't y'all country. Y'all annexed it. You stole it from the Indians. I know you said you discovered it. You know how to use them slick ass words. We discovered it. How you discover some shit a motherfucker already live at? When I get off stage, I'm going to discover somebody's car. <laughs> Police like, did you steal it? No, I discovered it. <laughs> I gave the indigenous driver a reservation in the trunk. <laughs>